Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. Return to the Quacko Paco on Route 114 at the foot of Meteor Falls. They're at the base of a mountain whose soil and rocks are slightly brightly colored compared to the surrounding scenery. There are sizable craters all over the ascent, all over the landscape. There are Pokemon milling about. There are hikers milling about. It seems like there's a little bit of foot traffic. Can I, just because we haven't checked in in a minute, I'd like to check in with the party and like what Pokemon they have following them. And if they are doing anything in particular while they are journeying, if they're like drinking a water, looking at a map, I don't know. Give me some flavor. Um, I do have my boy Trevor out. That okay. Is a default right now. He's marching along. Climbing. Yeah, we, we march well together. Need my boy hiking just in case something's happening. So cool. Good old Tremor sense. Nice. Making sure we're taking swigs. I got gherkins in my hand. Mm hmm. Still got the half pound of gherkins <laughs> just chilling. Yeah. I think we've used two of them, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, is Bean out and about? Uh, yeah. Bean, Bean, I have a marching along too, actually. He's not in my pouch. He's oh, holding he's his bow now that he got it back. Yeah. Nice. He's a big, strong lad now. He can he can march. Yeah. I rolled a dice. He enjoys it. Nice. He is, in fact, a baby, but like now he feels like a toddler. Like now he's like, I can do things, you know? So Yeah, he has his, he has his Tommy Pickles screwdriver esque <laughs> yeah. type of thing going on with a bone club. Exactly. Gave him back to it after he took the gourd away. So, yep. That's, uh, Dean is doing great. Who's next? Um, Elodie's probably holding cabbage now because cabbage is not the fastest. Uh huh. Um, cabbage is just chilling. Uh, and then probably got aubergine in the basket, probably peeking out, probably got it open right now. Uh, yeah. For clarity, just to make sure what species is aubergine? A purloin. Correct. A purloin that hatched from the egg in case anyone forgot. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think ca- oh. cabbage being held. Cabbage enjoys this. Cabbage is used to just floating around. But now that she right. has more mass about her, it feels good to be hugged. So she likes being held. Mm-hmm. Was she wearing sunglasses? Probably got, yeah, probably just one pair right now. One pair right now, understood. Right. This is uh, the difference between work and play, is the number of sunglasses you wear. <laughs> exactly. True. Cindy Schmidt. Cindy has a Larvastar just vibing in her, halfway hanging out of her bag. Larvastar is? A Larvesta. <laughs> true. Okay. Still has not been captured yet. I think that's true for Bean and Aubergine, right? Bean's been captured. Oh, just kidding. Correct. So that's also two for Aubergine then. Yes, Aubergine has not been captured. Okay. Go on with the Cindy. Probably should do that soon. Um, I imagine Soli is out. Soli the Nine Tails mm-hmm. is out, and everybody else is in their Pokeballs with Jack in the box mm-hmm. and Fang, newly added to the party. Fang is species as what? Bagon. True. One of the newest party members. Very cool. Schmidt, what does your travel cool. session look like? And uh, bringing up the rear, as leaders tend to do. Um, yeah, Schmidt is just walking around. He's got Quacko with him. 
Uh, Quacko's probably on foot, walking around next to him. Uh, yeah, that's probably the only one who's out. Uh, and then Schmidt's probably uh, sipping on some Moo Moo milk. Great. Gotta get that energy for the hike. Yep, yep. Last but not least, the party is joined by their favorite additional character, Sam Symmetra. She is being followed by her weavile, Frostbite, and she is holding in her arms her new friend, Sfeel. Uh, the Sfeel is looking at her and the party, and its mouth is just open in a big smile, and its flippers are dangling loosely, just enjoying the just being around people. It's just never seen these people before. It's just having a great time. You do the hike. I need a constitution check from Elodie. Epic. A 10. A 10. Okay. Ellie is beginning to sober up from her experiences with Archie at Miss, Mr. Mimosas. She is feeling dehydrated. She uh, probably needs to get some water soon. Cool. Everyone else? Hiking? Just fine. Is there anything particular that you want to make checks for on this little walk up the slope? Or are you guys just trying to press forward till you get to the top? I think we're pressing. I'm personally pressing forward for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think press forward. forward. Okay, great. The party arrives at, after, we'll say, 40, 45 minutes. They arrive mm. at a little plateau. It's not necessarily the top of Meteor Falls, uh, but it is an area that seems like has a lot of foot traffic. And there is a cart. There is a man and a cart that is standing at, like, a door-shaped cave entrance. And he sees the group approaching, he hears their footsteps, and he starts waving. The front of the cart is tied to a bull Pokemon that has a big head of curly hair. He's waving at you guys. Wave back. Great. <laughs> As you approach, he gets excited. He says, hey, trainers, come here. We approach. <laughs> right? Okay, sure. Anyone would not approach. Mm -hmm. Everyone's involved. Great. Uh, you, yep. uh, you get to his cart and it's full of like goodies that you would see at a Pokemon Mart. He says, hi, my name is Wes. I came here from Unova to sell goodies to trainers who need them while they're out on the road. Mm -hmm. If you're going to Meteor Falls and you aren't stocked up on supplies, you might want to. There's scary, powerful Pokemon in there. And he kind of waves his hand to his cart, and there's lots of like potions and Pokeballs. Just your standard Mart goods. Um, and his little buffalo that is pulling the cart lets out a little huff. Is anybody interested in making any purchases before they enter this dungeon, so to speak? Yeah, I would love to know his inventory. Yeah. It's all the classic fairs you see at a Pokemart. You got your potions, you got a few revives, you got all sorts of Pokeballs, and you have some healing items as well, like Awakening and Paralyze Heal and Full Heal and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He has another like specialty section of the cart that he's decorated with like ribbons and lace and stuff. And it seems like they are like souvenirs from a different place. He has a little chest that has ice packs on it. And there's like what looks to be a picture of ice cream. And uh, there's like a little T-shirt that says Welcome to Unova on it. Just basically there's a little he has a little box of like Unovan souvenirs, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's a Welcome to Unova shirt in the middle of Owen. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, outstanding move. Yep. You can tell, too, that his outfit is like uh, not traditionally like Hoenn. It's probably a little too heavy for how warm it is. He's wearing like a black and red flannel shirt. Uh, he's got jeans and like kind of cowboyish boots, and he's got kind of ruffled blonde hair. Uh, mm. He has a bit of an accent, we'll say. Uh, I would like to purchase five great balls. Five great balls. 
are yours. Um, as you say that to Wes, he says, uh, because I'm traveling and I got to make some sort of a profit, I, I everything's marked up by five Poke Dollars. That's still okay with you? Uh, sure. Okay. So I got to redo my math. Uh, sorry. Um, you could just add 25 to it. Okay. 275, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 275 exchange with Wes, and he gives you five great balls. He says, thanks for your business, partner. Yeah. Partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sh- Schmidt is not enthusiastic, and Wes takes it to heart a little bit because he tries to be peppy as a salesman, but it just didn't work of here. Of course. So he winces a little, but he keeps his smile. <laughs> Does he have anything in the way of jackets? Um, how about you roll? Roll a d20. Okay. I really want the, like, Salandit Letterman jacket. Okay. I got a seven. You got a seven? You described that you're looking for a jacket of some sort. And he says, hmm, let me see what I got. And he goes to his, like, Unova uh, section. And he finds, like, a leather biker jacket that looks about your (laughs) size. And on the back, there's a picture of a Pokemon that looks like a dessert. It looks like ice cream and has text above and below it that says the Castelia City Cool Guys. Whoa. It's <laughs> the gang jacket. It's the gang jacket. Um, Wes, That's so sick, though. Wes nods his head and he says, if by gang you mean motorcycle gang, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Would you like the ice cream cone Cool Guys jacket? How much is it? It will be for you eighty-five Poke Dollars. Yeah, let's do it. Transaction <laughs> sold. Good. Cindy gets a biker jacket with a vanillite <laughs> that says Castelia City Cool Guys. Very cool. Castelia City Cool Guys. Good, good temperature differential with the rest of your outfits. You know, you have all these fire themes, and now you have a cool theme. It's good. <laughs> I think it's funny because it'll look like Cindy's in a gang when she's like the opposite of that. Are we not a gang? Yeah. I think we're becoming a gang. Not a biker gang. I, I think we're, I think we're one bikes. motorcycle away from like beating up people in an alley. <laughs> Maybe you are. Does this man happen to sell motorcycles? Um, <laughs> oh, I just so happen to have some on the car. <laughs> you can roll a d20. Uh, it's, it's like a build-your-own-motorcycle mm-hmm. kit. I'm doing that. For okay, sure. it's going to be hard. I got an 11. Okay, uh, he says, no, I'm sorry, I don't have anything by the means of vehicles. Oh, he, he's, he says oh, uh, <laughs> for free no uh, he says I, I have some replacement wheels for my wagon if you're trying to make something happen I, I could part with those no no that's okay didn't we have a wagon you what did. happened? We, had a, we did have a radio flyer wagon that was from the cupcakes I think you left it at New Mauville uh, yeah that's fair oh, yeah, you did left we it? bring it to New Mauville I remember we carried Schmidt with it back to we did Sleepport. Yeah, but that. I don't. Probably, I think we left in Slateport. Yeah, probably. Something not, came up. Was it only needed to get across the river with the bridge no. broken? No. No, it, it was after that. Mime Junior bullshit. I th- I yeah. would imagine the party. I still don't yeah. live down. Yeah. I think we did leave it in New Mauville because it was before that that we rolled Schmidt there from his concussion with Mime Junior. His concussion was from Hoopa though. Right. right, but I think New Marvel stuff happened after Hoopa. Yes. It was after Hoopa. Right. Yes, right. but we never had the cart in New Marvel. Just because Maybe it's we funny. we left it on shore. Just because it's funny, I want to imagine that this wagon discussion is happening out loud between the party, and Wes is just kind of looking at you guys, like, <laughs> waiting for a purchase. And you guys are like, where do we leave the wagon? <laughs> <laughs> we leave that wagon. Oh, it's an Hoopa. <laughs> 
Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, remember when we were attacked by that eight foot giant guy and his aggron? <laughs> like, <laughs> we pretended to be new team energy. Yeah, I think we lost it when we jumped into that portal and, <laughs> and like. <laughs> No, no, no. It was when we were fighting the giant cyborg Pokemon, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I think we all spec that. Sam, Sam's nodding and saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, this all happened? This is, this and true. Wes is, like, looking concerned. He's like, who am I selling to? Yeah, we, we definitely didn't have it during the volcanic eruption, so we this didn't have true. it then. We didn't lose it before that. Yeah, when we saved the town from the volcano. <laughs> Well, yeah, that checks out because we definitely didn't one. have it when we saw the giant obelisk in the middle of the um, desert. Desert, yeah. Oh, in the desert, right? Yeah, right. That, didn't you throw up or something? Yeah, it was not great. You did throw up, and then we fought the ninja kids. Yes, yeah. and they set me on fire. God, yeah, they did it, and not Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> this is the flashback montage episode. <laughs> This is the this is the recap episode. Yeah, remember when we did that? And you're just in front of the shopkeeper. Oh my god! Who's like, uh... What? Oh, but oh, right, you're still here. Um, I'll, I'll take three great balls. Wes says, uh, "Okay, I'm I'm sorry, I don't have a wagon." Oh no, that's all right. That's all right. He says, "We just have to figure out where ours is." Uh, that'll be 165, and he holds out a, a bag of great balls. His hands are shaking a little bit. His <laughs> palms are, are sweaty. Yeah. Could I get, um, do you have any water? He looks at you, and he kind of assesses. Well, I'm going to roll. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, she needs water. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've, I've got some fresh water here. You can just have a bottle. And he, he gets Oh, you. thank you so much. That will, that will be quenchy for you. Good call. Good quenchy is. <laughs> Ellie, you want a gherkin? <laughs> Got these, this is a hydrate you up to. Yeah, sure, I can take a gherkin. You chomp into the gherkin. It is, again, it's like a weird kind of pickle. It's like a funny stout cucumber. It is so full mm. of water. It's insane. It's like a, if, if a gusher, like the candy was just a vegetable instead, and it is, was full of water. It is more quenching than the straight water is because it has that kind of nice cucumbery flavor. Use code QuackoPacko at uh, Gerber Gherkins <laughs> to get 15% off your Gherkins. Anyways, we're in front of Wes and his Buffalo aunt, and uh, oh. we're, we're making transactions. Um, Poor Wes! Does, does, does he have full heels? He does. Uh, what are the price on this? It is going to be 30 Okay. I'll take uh, five of those. You do that. Um, sorry, they're marked up. Each one is 35 because... Yeah, that's he has fine. the raised standard price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How much does that cost you? 35 times 5? 175. 175 Poke dollars for some full heels. Good call. Anything else? Did I get one of those ice creams? He says, absolutely. And he yes. opens up this little chest. And uh, Elodie's familiar with this treat. Um, she knows it's pretty far away from Kalos, across the pond, as they say. But this is a Castelia City Castelia cone. It's not like a fresh, like, what am I thinking? Is it like the Turkish ice cream merchants kind of that just like do the silly tricks and stuff? He He's not scooping ice cream, putting it in a cone. It's like in a package, but it's better than like the ones you get at the gas station where you slide open the freezer and you do like the, like the strawberry shortcakes and stuff. It's like, right. it's like a luxury version of that. And it says, yeah, Unova Castelia City Castelia cone. And it costs you 15 
Any other purchases? Yeah. Uh, I'm good for sure. Okay, I am good. Cindy, Elodie. What's the I Pokemon that's on the jacket? It's a Vanillite. It's like a little. Okay, the little one. It's the small one. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Sam looks over the wares, and she's holding her little round friend. And as she approaches the the cart, the little round friend begins to clap, as a seal does, and it kind of disturbs Buffalant, and it huffs. But thankfully, Wes is there to calm it down, and he says, Calfro, that's enough. And Calfro calms down a little bit, and Sam looks at everything. She says, hmm, I think I'm good. And she rejoins the party. Wes says, well, thank you all for your business. If you're going into your falls, I wish you the best of luck. As I said, it's pretty scary in there. I've already seen some trainers go in and come back out. They were too scared. They couldn't handle it. Mm. I think we'll be all right. Possible for us. After everything we've been through, I think we can handle it since he heard most of everything we went through. Yeah, Wes Nazis said he's like, I, I bet you trainers could handle it. Best of luck to you. And he gives you a little salute. Do you enter Meteor Falls? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do that. Welcome. You are in a surprisingly vast and complex and surprisingly vertical cave system. As you walk out to your left, you see a three-tiered river. Um, waterfalls from about 60 feet above you started off on a higher floor of the cave, and it winds down, and there's a bridge that leads to your left to access a different part of the land, and the water crashes with another waterfall below that, another 40 feet down. This is probably a 150-foot-tall cave. You might be wondering, well, isn't it dark? Can we see anything? And the answer is yes. There are impressive round holes in the ceiling of Meteor Falls. They're very far up, but it is apparent that this is a common place for meteors to fall from the sky and crash down into this mountain. You can see all around you, there are little craters. Some of them seem kind of fresh. Some of them seem very old, and they're dusty, and they're like the same color as the rock around you. Again, this rock is like a strangely brighter color. It makes you wonder if this rock is even a type of rock that is native to Hoenn in the first place. Interesting. You can hear the sounds of Pokemon all around you. There is squealing of bats. You can hear roars of monsters that echo from deep inside. There are a couple trainers milling about. There's, they're sitting on the other side of the bridge, uh, looking at the water on the shore. Um, but you have a feeling that this place is potentially dangerous and potentially lively. You also have the feeling that there's a couple branching paths you can go down. Here we are in Meteor Falls. It seems like this is not the deepest part of the cave. It seems like people might travel this for exercise or to access uh, like the other side of the mountain, perhaps. But this is what you see. All right. How do we proceed, gang? Sam says, well, we are looking for something, right? People live in this cave. Doesn't look like anyone's living around here. Mm. Maybe they're further in. Yeah, maybe it's further up. We came in route 114, right? Yeah. And good adventures go left. There's no left. And then we also made the point of Sam, this is your side quest anyways, correct? Right. Where do you vote we should go? Uh, Sam laughs and scratches her head and she says side quest? I'm not sure what you mean by that but yes I, I was curious about this <laughs> um, uh, she says <laughs> well I know over there and she points directly to the southeast she says I know that that's a path that leads to Rustboro so if we're going to go deeper into this cave I don't think we go that way 
she says. I think mm. it makes the most sense for us to either go north or follow the water. I'm not really sure where the Drakonids live, so I suppose we either gotta just track it out ourselves or maybe ask around. Okay. Are there yeah. people to in which to ask? Yes, coincidentally, on the map I gave you, there's a couple trainers that are just hanging out. Okay. They're sitting down, and they're just looking at the water, and they have some Pokemon with them. Um, they have a serpent Pokemon that is purple, and uh, they also have a strange-looking yellow Pokemon that has a really long snout. Uh, just yeah. two two masculine figures. And and we're looking for... What are we looking for? What are you looking for? Say uh, people. Yeah, people. Sam, Sam uh, if you ask the party in general, she will say, this Millennium Festival takes place at Draconid Village, which is inside Meteor Falls somewhere, but I, they're, they're historically in Hawen, they keep to themselves and they try to keep outsiders out, but they're inviting people in this year, so we're going to go check it out. We could ask I, the trainers, maybe yeah. they know. Let's, let's see, let's do that. Cool. You approach them, and they're just kind of sitting on the, on the ledge, they're just throwing pebbles into the water. And uh, they're having a chat amongst themselves. What do you do? Who wants to approach them? Hi! <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cindy <laughs> says hi, and they turn around and they say, Oh, hi! How's it going? What are you trainers up to? They were looking for the Draconid village. These two trainers and their Pokemon seem to laugh at you. They say, <laughs> For one, there's no way you can get that deep in this cave. Two, have you heard about the monsters that are here? They'll eat you alive. The other person says, yeah, I heard a story about a big pink Pokemon with a giant mouth and it screamed so loud my friend went deaf. And the other guy says, that guy wasn't your friend. That was just some stranger. He says, all strangers are my friends and I'm scared of big, scary Pokemon with big mouths. And uh, they're just kind of bantering and bickering. The first guy who spoke up said, I heard a rumor that you gotta follow the stream backwards. You gotta be like a basculin and swim upstream. Oh, okay. So follow the path, yeah, that gets us upstream. Also, also we, we've almost died like four times in the past two weeks, so I don't think the giant monsters are really concerning. The trainers yeah, laugh no, at I you. I think we are bigger, scarier monsters than they are. The trainers laugh again. They just don't believe you. They're not convinced. The guy with the funny-looking yellow Pokemon with a long nose says, hey, while you're here, you want to buy some gems? And he holds out his jacket like a, like a street vendor, and he's got a, lot, a bunch of little like gems that are like laced onto his jacket, and he wants to sell them to you. I've already turned off from buying anything from him. Then he came to we me have... like some weird, flashy street Please, vendor. We have gems. Yeah, we have gems we need to sell. Do, uh, are they interested in buying gems? The man says, why would I be buying gems? No, I need you to buy my gems. And his little yellow Pokemon turns to you and wiggles his fingers in a very suspicious way. And he's like gyrating back and forth with his wiggly fingers and his snout is bouncing around. And it's very disturbing image. Oh, rousy. Just figured out what that Pokemon is. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't trust your gems. The guy says, well, teach their own. Good luck in the meteor falls. And he kind of turns around and throws a rock in the pond. He just throwing rocks in the river for fun, like he says. Gotta skip them. He says we're waiting it out. We're figuring some trainers are gonna come along and, and beat those monsters, so we're just gonna wait for them, and then we're gonna run inside, and then we're gonna see if the Draconids want to buy any of our gems. That's, Great that's game plan big, there, bud. Your big play, the, the long con. Talk. He nods his head. Mm -hmm. He says, "Yep, that's the big plan." And then the other guy with the snake Pokemon says, "I bet the people that live here never ever seen gems like these before." <laughs> 
Okay. Well, we're going to go beat the big bad monsters. Later, nerds. We're not going to help you. We're going to purposely go around the monsters, so you still have to fight them. Bye. They say, whatever, (laughs) losers. Get me. What's our marching order? Uh, I think it would be yeah. It was Gimli in the front and Schmidt in the back for sure. Yep. I don't know where everyone else falls Classic. in place there, but okay. I imagine that as we're walking, formation. like Cindy's like sticking her tongue out like at them as the like she's being pushed by whoever's behind her to keep walking. Okay, perfect. I want a perception from Cindy. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's a four. It's a four. Okay, cool. Um, Cindy doesn't notice a thing. Perfect. Okay, so I'm assuming that we're walking past them and maybe heading upstream, correct? Yes. Okay. Ideally, yeah. We will say for this part of the journey, no surprises. Again, it's pretty well lit. There is sunlight filtering through the roof. It's probably, the sun is setting, right? So it's probably like close to like 5 p.m. currently, and it's casting a nice mm-hmm. yellow tinge on the eastern side of the cave because the sun sets in the west. I had to remember that. It is very nice. Uh, you you march forwards and then you get to the point where you're pretty close to the waterfall. Um, there is a cave entrance that you climb around to get to, or you can ascend the wall and go up to where the water is falling from. I'm assuming you want to enter one of these two ways, perhaps, but maybe you have a different plan. What's your plan? If only we had somebody who could fly us to the top of the waterfall. We also I make have no water promises. Pokemon. I make no promises. You can just leave us stranded. It's fine. I'm just thinking how many Pokemon I have that can carry a person. Well, because I do well on rough terrain because I have bonuses for that. At least no penalties from rough terrain. Cindy does great on any sort of survival check, which would be involving probably climbing and doing that kind of stuff. So that'd be a that is survival. That is survivability. I think that's a three Pokemon that can carry people. So me, Sam and Elodie, I think I can take care of. Okay, so like take the climbing path and then like the three of us will fly up or. Yeah. Actually, Cindy's probably pretty bad at athletics. Hmm. That's true. She's Do you have athletics bonus? Um, athletics is plus one, but if I if the advantage does kick in for survivability, I mean, advantage is advantage. How high is it? Like that, we would have to climb forty-five to sixty-five feet. How I'll far just, do you I'll, think? I'll just, uh, say 50. I'll just say fifty. There's no point in making a range. How far do you think Lasagna's like psychic power range would be? Uh, you've never tested it, have you? No. Oh, wow, that's so funny. Um, so uh, Lasagna actually doesn't even need to do that because Lasagna can just climb at up to 90 degrees at 10 feet per move. That is a Crustle feature, that is correct. Yeah, that is a Crustle feature. And I think Crustle's pretty big now. It would require probably a strength athletics check. Mm-hmm. But his athletics is plus seven, so it's pretty good. Yeah, we can. I can probably climb myself and then do Cindy get carried by Lasagna up the wall side i feel like pretty easily i feel like dealing with climbing walls and like hard terrain is something that usually happens in like the second session for D campaigns so i'm glad we're here at like session 45 or whatever being like yeah <laughs> tough wall to climb how are we gonna do it yeah, I, don't know. I feel like cindy would want to try to climb it herself first before okay I'll, I'll bring help. i'll bring lasagna out as sort of like an anchor Okay. To be able to catch anybody from falling while yeah. they just go up because they could just do it. So they don't need to like check the climb those things because they're not going anywhere ridiculous. So. Sure. Yeah. Like a psychic netting. I like that. Yeah. Cindy, go for it. Give me athletics. See if you can just climb the rock wall. Um, With the survivability. 
it's not really survival uh, yeah it's not really survival okay. yeah. if, like I, th I would consider hiking but i think scaling a wall is like different yeah that's just athletics i mean i have to roll for well, it that's too, a 16 so. so. a 16 I, the survival roll would be how much damage you take after you fall. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, it'd yeah. be mitigating your fall for sure. Yeah, Cindy does pretty well. Uh, Cindy climbs adjacent to the waterfall, just to the left side of it. She's climbing, she's climbing, she's getting her feet in the right little holds. Very impressive. Soldy watches from below, and she gets about two thirds of the way up, and her arms are kind of tired. She's not in danger of falling, but she like needs to kind of chill for a second. So she's just hanging on, as a rock climber does. Uh, I got a 17 on Gimli, so 17 on Gimli. I think Gimli is able to scale it and can reach out a hand and help Cindy get further to the top. And you get, we'll mm -hmm. say that you two with your teamwork have scaled the 50 foot waterfall wall. Nice. Oh, no. Soli's at the bottom. Can I return solely from the top of the waterfall? Yes. Yeah, you can just do it. Usually okay. from that range, it requires a dex check because Soli's not moving and wants to be returned. I think that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. What check am I needing to make? Up to you. Do you want to go via water? Do you want to climb? Do you have some other method? You gonna... I'm yoinking my friends with my birds. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which bird? Parentheses S. Patricia, Merrill, Cheap, and Skarmory. Okay. Yeah, they could all probably carry one creature. Altaria could carry probably multiple, but the rest can probably carry one. So by your friends, like there's you, and then you're going to say Elodie and Sam as well? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Based on that load, I'm going to say you do that. I don't think that there's any particular challenge to it. You just fly up. Cool. Um, kind of funny that two of your party members put in some effort, put in some sweat to climb it, and then it's just like, yoink, just goes up to the top. Good stuff. Cool. Um, you find yourselves at the top of where the waterfall is rushing down and you see more of the river and the cave continues onwards to the north. It is increasingly dark. There's still holes in the ceiling, but the combination of night beginning to fall and there just being less holes. It is you don't have great visibility. You can see probably roughly 30 feet in front of you and then it gets pretty dark. Uh, there is land where you are on the left side of the river, and then there's also land clearly on the right side of the river. Uh, I'm going to have Cindy give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, another four. Another four. Uh, Cindy is not very perceptive. perceptive. Cindy. Cindy. However, since it's getting dark, I do want to let um, Cookie out because uh -huh. Cookie emits some light. That'll help us just see a little bit better. I love that. That's great. That's awesome. You send out Cookie. Immediately after you do, there's kind of a warm glow that extends your vision radius to be almost normal. Still about 50 feet out. It gets kind of dim. It's hard to see, but it's a little bit better. Once Cookie comes out, five or six fluttering, screaming bats fly overhead and fly past you. But it is a little spooky, a little disorienting. It seems like the glow of Cookie attracted them or something. Who knows? Also, as Cookie comes out, she illuminates to your left the stone wall, and there you can see strange markings that are engraved in the wall. Strange marking? Can we read it? You can see if it's readable. You can do an analysis. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, a, an analysis check. Yes. This is investigation. Well, investigation. Is investigation. Yes. Since you, is there any way I could finagle my eight. proficiency <laughs> in history? Um... Maybe. Yeah. Uh, sure. Roll investigation and then just add your history 
bonus. Why not? Sure. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> the roll is a two on the dice. So okay, I don't think it, it doesn't. Yeah, there are. I'll, I'll give you something. So the left wall, that the one that you can see, is covered probably like 30 feet high in like intricate engravings. Um, it's either a darker stone or a black paint. You haven't rolled well enough to know for sure. Um, are drawing designs. You don't think it's text. Um, there's just lots and lots of shapes. Uh, the most common shapes tend to be circles that have lines pointing out from them and then connect to other circles. That seems to be like the trend. That's a little design mm-hmm. pattern that seems favorable here. It, you would assume that these are not made by a Pokemon, but they could be. Seems like an artistic vision of a person, but who knows? Good for oh. them. Yeah. March forward into the cave. Sam, does this mean anything to you? Points at the wall. Doesn't mean anything to Sam. She's going to look at it. Um, she wrote pretty okay. She said, uh, yeah, you see this quite a bit in textbooks about the history of the Hoenn region. This is um, this is an artistic style from a very old period, I want to say a few thousand years ago. Uh, I would imagine that the ancient Draconids put these inscriptions here and they might mean something. They might represent something. But as far as what that is, I don't know. Um, Word. <laughs> word again there's a variety of geometric shapes and they're all kind of connected by straight lines but predominantly circles they seem to like circles continuing into the cave follow in the river follow in the river you do that it is easier potentially to follow the sound than it is the vision because as cookies glow is very helpful less and less holes in the ceiling appear and it gets dark and it's kind of got that dank kind of smell and again you can hear roars of pokemon from deep within Identifying them might be a different challenge, but it is getting gradually spookier and spookier. As you travel along, the drawings on the left wall become more ornate, and the path that you are walking seems far less traveled and somewhat rocky. Elodie, give me. A dexterity check. Got you. I got a seven. A seven. Elodie trips. And no. it, it hurts. It doesn't feel like she kicked a regular rock. She kicked like a, a heavy ass rock. She turns around to see what she tripped on. And the party all sees a little little, a little guy. He's just a little guy. Um, there's a little, little guy. There's a little, a little me- guy. metallic looking guy. He's on all fours. He looks like he's made of metal. And he's got little holes in his metal. And he's got big beady eyes and he looks at Elodie and he looks like he might cry. Oh, it's okay, little guy. I'm okay. Give me a charisma check. Okay. You're good at that. <laughs> you should be good at that. I got, a, I got a seven. You got a seven? The little guy looks right in Elodie's eyes as she's trying to console him. And he begins to cry. Tears start flowing out and he opens his mouth and he goes... It's like really loud and kind of piercing. It sounds kind of shrieking, actually. Like it's like it. Uh, it sounds like feedback from a microphone almost. Kind of, kind of hurts mm. your ears. I need con checks from all the people protecting against a metal sound. I'm on fire today, baby. I got a four. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, thirteen. Okay. A twelve. Okay. So only Elodie experiences deafness. Elodie cannot hear. For how long? We will find out. I think it makes sense because she's right next to this, but her ears are just ringing 
Those of you who can hear, and Elodie on the ground because her hands are there, the ground begins to tremble just a little bit at first, and then in a regular pace, boom, 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 louder and louder. Something is quickly approaching your destination. It'll be here in a matter of seconds. Does the party do anything about it? Uh... <laughs> okay. This is Mama Bear, we're assuming. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the baby? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Aaron. Aaron. That was my guess. Yeah. Okay. So, big baby. We've already baby. dealt with one of these. Before. Yeah, we've dealt with one of these before. Did you defeat well, it? No, no, we ran away. We did not do well at all. Well, you <laughs> this know not what? Not a favorable matchup for me. You know what? I didn't deal with it before. It's fair. True. Yeah, you know what? We didn't have Schmidt. Schmidt can easily single handedly handle it. Yep. For sure. There will be so, no issues. Is it, is it steel type? Uh, no, we is stand our ground. Steel. If it starts steel attacking, steel we start swinging, but I say. No. Uh, it's going to be neutral. Fire. Normally it is because it's rock. Yeah. So it's steel and it's rock. Steel rock. Uh, okay, so the party all agrees to prepare themselves and stand their ground? Yep. Yes. Great. Charging I'm, forwards. Sorry, what'd you say? I was going to say, I'm going to preemptively get Jessica out. Okay, I like that. Yeah, just Jessica. It's the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have Trevor and Lebowski out ready to go. Okay, you do that. I will also preemptively swap cabbage for grape juice. Okay, you did not hear the footsteps, but you felt them because you oh, were on yes, the ground. You do that. He is out. You get your parties all assembled. Is Soli still out? No, she went to her ball, right? Yeah, Soli's returning. Cookies out and larva stars in my backpack. Sam kind of nudges Frostbite forward. Um, Frostbite seems like fake confidence and um, she covers her little round spheel's eyes and she kind of steps back the the booming gets louder and you all tremble as you are in fact greeted by what you can assume is Mama Agron standing at just about 20 feet tall looking down at you she leans forwards directly above Elodie's head and roars and if Elodie wasn't already deaf she's definitely deaf now Um, (laughs) And she takes a step backwards and she swings her body and she prepares to swing her tail. Roll initiative if you're fighting. Alrighty. Bump, 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 bump. modifier for initiative? It's your dex mod. Dex. Dex. Okay. Who's higher dex between Elodie and Cindy? Mine is um plus one. Okay. Yeah, mine's higher. Nice and clustered. I like that. Look at you guys. Wow. Sam gets 13. Sam, what the heck? And Why'd you mess it up? the hostile creatures, I won't call them baddies, uh, they do get 19. That is unlucky for you guys. That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Mama Agron swings her iron tail at anyone within 20 feet of her. And if she's right on Elodie, I'm going to say that's the whole party. You don't have a map, All right. but I want everyone to make a dexterity check. For the incoming Iron Tail. Um, I will just preemptively say it is DC 13. That 20, baby. Excellent. Well so Cindy 12. takes no damage at all from it. Oh, this is not a... Uh, it is a save, but we're, this is a melee attack. It's just hitting multiple people. So if, oh. if, you, if, you, if you pass, you will not take damage. Uh, okay. I did not pass. Okay. Is this Pokemon 2 or just people? Uh um, make any sense. Yeah, it's it should be everything. Should be everything. Right. Uh, need to roll for 
I pass on all of them and Trevor crit. Nice. Oh no, Cookie Cookie got uh what's it? Is it Dex or Con? It's uh Dex. Cookie did not pass. Okay. I also failed. Okay. Great. Um because we have so many crits, I would like to extend it to any person or Pokemon who crit. They are welcome to acrobatically jump onto the tail and hold on to it. Just want to throw <laughs> that out there. All the Lebowski's. Oh wait, oh wait, Lebowski didn't crit. Um, but Trevor did. And you'll do Trevor it. Hold on to, to that Agron. Yes, we will say that's using some power of mass or or magnetism or something. Trevor is going to be able to do it. We will not question it. And Cindy wants to do it too. Absolutely. Awesome. Full Cindy's going to be on there. Great. So, anyone who passed takes no damage. Any Pokemon who failed is taking 26 Steel-type damage. Any person who failed is taking 13 damage, and they are being knocked back to the edge of like where the waterfall is. You're not going to um, fall off the cliff at this uh, point, but you are being knocked back. I'm not going to make. I'm not going to knock you prone, but you are going to go flying. Um, cookies resistant to steel. Correct. What is the damage? Just have it. So make it thirteen. Bad at math. What was the damage again for Pokemon? Twenty six. Yikes. She's angry. She seems upset. Yeah. We made her baby cry. Mm-hmm. We did do that. Yeah, Elodie did a very. We job didn't do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, now Cindy's on the tail. This is going to be so good. Cindy and Trevor, oh, hold on. To Mama Agron's tail and spin around, and it seems like she doesn't notice that they're there. Perfect. <laughs> this big <laughs> rock and metal dinosaur, after swinging her tail, stands in front of her little baby boy and stomps and roars yet again. She's very big. Again, if 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 any listener needs assistance in picturing, she is basically just a T-Rex with a tail that drags, and she's wearing metal armor and she's made of rock. Very intimidating, imposing. But again, the party has dealt with one before, but not a wild one. Whether that's better yeah. or worse, we'll have to find out. Is maternal rage enough to cause some serious damage? We'll find out. It is still the hostile's turns because Mama went, but Baby didn't. Baby is going to look at the 30 feet away where people are knocked over, and it's going to look at Cookie. It's going to fire off a little mud slap. Um, shooting off a mud slap at Cookie. Uh, gets a five, does not hit. Cookie dodges it, or just it's more likely that baby's aim is pretty bad. Um, mm. So just a little pile of mud lands near Cookie. It is now Sam's turn. Sam got walloped uh, by the tail, as did little baby, little baby Sfeel. Um, Sfeel's doing okay, and if anything, Sfeel looks kind of mad. Sfeel looks kind of enraged. Sam looks down and she says, Crusher, you ready to do this? And Sfeel claps its little flippers and hops onto the ground and it looks freaking determined. Like this thing was so cute before and it looks like angry as heck. Sam says, Sam says, well, I'm, I'm not sure about battling, but uh, I'm good with ice types. So use ice ball and Crusher fires off a little ball from its mouth, a tiny one at first. It will see if it can connect with Big Mama Agron. I don't know why I gave an NPC such a complicated move, but I think it's fine. It's like Sfeel's signature move. First, we just rolled a hit. Um, we roll a three. That is so sad. Okay. 
Um, Crusher hits the field for the first time, the field of battle, fires off a little icicle ball from its mouth. It flies through the air, impacts into Mama Agron's chest, and just splits, and nothing happens. And Sam says, you did your best, we'll get him next time. And Sveal claps. Uh, it is now Schmidt's turn. Alrighty. We're going to start this off with a good old strong revelation dance. Mm-hmm. Into Mama. Uh, crit. Nice. Huge. Oh, God. Um, so remember, as always, get your super effective base damage. So double your dice, and then whatever that maximum is, is how you start. And then you okay. roll normal super effective damage. This is going to be a lot. Uh, 46 ground type damage. Excellent. That's a very good hit, especially on a Pokemon that seems like it's very hard to hit. Jessica does a little bit of its her classic breakdancing moves um, and pillars of earth climb out of the ground one by one, ascending, boom, 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 and then right underneath Mama Agron. Mama Agron gets launched into the ceiling and the horns on her metallic helmet pierces two holes through the roof and light from the, the night sky begins filtering through. She falls back to the ground and there's a bit of a tremor. Very impactful attack. She writes herself back up and she's ready to take the next hit. Very good, Schmidt. Um, anything else for you because you're using one Pokemon? Uh, uh, I have two, actually. Quacko is out. Great. Um, it's like a double battle. You can definitely give a command. You're fine. It only okay. gets weird if Schmidt also wants to do something. So as long uh, as you're just giving commands, uh, you can use another Pokemon. And, that's fine. and I'm not even doing too much. It's just a knockoff. Yes. That's a roll to hit. Uh, yep. Uh, to whatever it was, I didn't make it. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I don't know. Thirteen doesn't need <clears throat> the arm class, right? Unfortunately, it does not. Quacko charges forward, inspired by Jessica's attack, and swings his leak in a sinister fashion. And Mama Agron seems entirely unaffected. It just glances off. Little ting sound comes off of her metal plate, and Quacko backs up. I believe that will be it from Schmidt, unless oh, Schmidt wants to do a flavor is- thing. That is that is it. Okay. Um, Gimli, you're up. Uh, Trevor is on Mama Agron. I don't know what I can do with that, because I do wanna I do wanna use mud slap, but I'm wondering if I can do it in a weird way based on my position. <laughs> well, actually they might draw the attention of her. Because I can't mud slap her right in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I can draw attention to her tail, which I don't know if I want to do because Cindy's there. <laughs> That's a little concerning. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of combat in this campaign. I will say at this current state for Trevor and for Cindy, Agron is flanked. Use that knowledge how you will. That just gives me like advantage, right? To hit. Correct. On melee attacks. Uh, Gimli, I have an idea. What's your idea? Um, little risky. Uh-huh. But if Schmidt is attacking someone that's flanked, it's a guaranteed crit. Uh-huh. So maybe you could redirect aggro. That's what I was thinking of doing. And I was going to do something annoying and buff myself with iron defense. So then attention's drawn to me. Um, Because I can give myself six AC and resistance all damage. Except unless it's super effective, it goes to neutral. Wait, since we were flanking, wouldn't Schmidt's attacks have already been... No, Crit? we're flanking. Uh, Schmidt has to be cranking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cranking. Yeah, we're yeah. flanking. Cranking. <laughs> oh, no. no, yes, correct. Uh, if okay. their back is turned, you are flanking. You are at their back, so therefore you are flanking them. Mm-hmm. Right, that's okay. what I'm saying. Redirect attention, so Schmidt will be. That's at Cindy's the back attached next there turn. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling Cindy's going to do something to draw aggro, anyways. 
That's a fair point. That that's fair. I, I, I think think I might I might I might make Trevor into a wall for Cindy to be behind or near. And while Cindy draws aggro, because I think that makes more sense. I'm a little concerned if that's gonna work, but um so yeah, I think Trevor's gonna ha- hang on to the tail, try to re like get make sure it's uh near Cindy to help protect her, and then iron defense on the staying on the back of the tail. Mm-hmm. So that that just happens. So yeah, plus six defense. AC resistance damage. Yeah, iron defense happens. Uh, Boldor mm-hmm. tightens his rocky carapace and he prepares to do something else. What is it? Um, well, that's his. That's his actual. Oh, like, just kidding. <laughs> I got too excited. Yeah, it's, to not, it's not a. Yeah, it's not a bonus action. It's an action. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that is just an action. It's not hardened. Trevor so. iron defenses and prepares for the next opportunity he has in battle. Yeah. I can also harden, so plus, I will do know, that yeah, as pl- well. Plus six AC is actually kind of busted on top of harden. Yeah, you don't get to attack. <laughs> okay, that I'm, I'm glad yeah. I did that. Um, so that's plus eight AC total. Uh, no, harden does not give AC. Oh harden reduces damage taken. I'm so dumb. Okay, yes. Moral of the story: Trevor becomes very firm. <laughs> Trevor yeah. is like impenetrable. Gimli's able to give this command, and it doesn't distract Mama Agron. Um, she doesn't understand English common. So yeah. uh, Trevor does so. And then, then we have Lebowski out. Lebowski's going to start setting up. He's going to rock polish. Ooh, love it. Excellent. So rock polish, yep. It's a additional 2 AC and additional speed. So he is a zoomy boy for the next two turns. Excellent. Yeah. Everyone witnesses as Lebowski, the Alolan Geodude, hasn't seen combat in a hot minute. Sharpens the stones on his body. It seems like he can move more nimbly, and it seems like he may be harder to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And okay. I believe that's it for I'm Gimli, sick. unless you want flavor? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Elodie, you're up. Let's go. Okay. Elodie is going to yell probably way too loud because she's deaf right now. Uh-huh. Uh, for grape juice to go for a mud bomb. Excellent. Onto the Agron. <laughs> wow. Let's see it. I have rolled a 15. 15 total? Yes. 15 does not break the armor class of Mama Agron. Grape juice. Fires off a bomb of mud, summons it with its hands, kind of like a Hadouken. Shoots it out. Impacts with Mama Agron's armor to no effect. Um, we're gonna have Grape Juice uh, now do a little screech um, in an act of Elodie's party time uh, to give Jessica some sensepiration. Hey, can we just review party time for the listeners? Yes. So I can give any Pokemon in the party a D8 to use whenever they should please. Uh, and I have four uses of that for long rest. So I Great. have to get rid of one of them. And you're giving it to Jessica? And did you say it was ex- it was a s- explicitly scent-based? Oh, I just... Because it's called Sensepiration. Oh, okay. Who, who was doing it? I don't it? necessarily know how grape juice could make something scent-based. True. I was going to say, like, she probably just, like, screeches. Like, a victory... Not a victory screech. Probably, like, a rage screech. Yeah. Of, like, bat, the breath. battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bad uh, breath. <laughs> combination, because it's a bit of a roar, right? Yeah. Uh, an inspiring shout and a bit of stinky breath uh, inspires Jessica. Very cool. Um, Elodie is probably trying to gain her bearings and get up since she has just been yeeted. Yeah. She, um, but other than that, yeah. she got screeched at, still can't hear her ears are raining, and then she got yeeted by an iron tail. Very not fun. Okay. Uh, Cindy. So, 
I originally, the first thing I was thinking, it's like, yeah, I'll have Cookie do Dragon Breath. I'm not going to do that because I am on Agron, and I would also be hit by my own attack if I did that. Mm-hmm. It's also resistant. So, yeah, Agron also resists Dragon Breath. As you did learn previously, that steel resists dragon, which we That's also about rock. Yeah, well, rock doesn't change. Rock that. is neutral to dragon, okay. so it would I'd still know, be yeah. resisted. All right, anyway, Cindy's going to focus all of her energy on discreetly climbing Agron's back to try to get, like, up by her shoulders. Yeah, um, that's going to require two checks. Or, well, okay, here's the thing. That's I, my whole turn. Like, my whole turn is doing I'm not going to have Cookie do anything. I so. think. Be- okay, that kind of ruins our plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does completely re- defeat hey. the purpose of what I just did. I told <laughs> you what my plan, like, my plan is to ride this thing like an elephant. I told you that. You guys have no idea what's going to happen. So let's just see if, let's see if she even does it. Um, because this, I would make it require two rules, but because you're doing stealth and movement can be dexterity based, just do a dexterity check with differing uh, degrees of succeeding or failing based on your role. It's in that one. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Cindy Cindy moves up, attempts to, like, climb up the body of Mama Agron, um, and slips and falls. Uh, this does directly draw Mama Agron's attention. Cindy is prone. Agron turns around, and Cindy is Agron's next target. Speaking of, it's Agron's turn. So, uh, well, it was nice knowing everybody. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Goodbye, this Cindy. Ex- this is exactly what we wanted. This is fine. Um, <laughs> this is the plan. Let's hope this goes lucky. Uh, Mama Agron looks down at Cindy and charges her spiky head forward into the ground into Cindy's fragile, skinny body. Can Cindy wow. dodge it? The answer is no. Um, it's not a critical hit, but let's see exactly how she gets hurt. Little spooky. Cindy takes 30 points of damage as Agron's <laughs> spikes do not pierce her body, but her chest gets pummeled and she feels a bit of snapping. She's not doing great. Uh, Cindy's got two HP left, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, shocked. Oh no. <laughs> Just actions without realizing consequences. That's what we're I'm doing in here. Danger. Yeah, you are you a child lit me on fire. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Aaron has a turn as well. Is gonna shoot off a mud slap at Grape Juice. Ooh, they actually hit this time. Nice. So Grape Juice is going to take a grand total of six points. Of ground type damage and has a minus one on its next uh, attack it tries to do. If it's based on a save, then the target will have a plus one. Uh, That is the hostile creature's turn. It's now Sam's turn. Mama Agron's back is turned to the majority of the players, which in general is kind of a good thing. If it wasn't that Cindy is close to death, it would be kind of nice. Uh, (laughs) Sam says, Crusher, now's your chance. Give him a water gun. And Crusher shoots out a blast of water in attempts to hit Mama Agron and succeeds. Some super effective damage coming in. Don't forget you have advantage. Yeah, a total of 20 points of water type damage. Not bad at all. Um, This is not sway Mama Agron. This is not a lot of damage for her, but um, it's nice. Nice to get that added up. Uh, Schmidt, you're up. Guaranteed crit. Revelation dance. Let's go. It's true. 
Uh, can we discuss? Can you just read that passage for the listeners in case they don't know about it? Uh, yes. Da, 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 da. Uh, trainer path level two. It's Schmidt time. Attacks made with advantage by Schmidt on his Pokemon level three or higher always crit. This includes sneak attacks and flanking. Correct. Awesome. Glad we get to see an action. Give us another crit revelation dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do uh, forty-four. Excellent. No? no more. Yes, forty-four. That sounds about right because your last one's forty-six. Yep. So yep. that's um very very good. Once again, Jessica, seeing how actually dangerous the situation is, uh, does a little break dance. Some in stone, in not stone, but like ground pillars out of the ground, like an earthbender, S- smashes them into Agron, and let's just say for flavor, it's a little bit different this time. Three of them, one directly below her and two to the left and right, smash into her all at the same time. You can see chunks of her armor plating falling off and crashing onto the ground. Very nicely done. What else is Schmidt doing? Uh, knock off, because I think that's the only non-resisted move Quacko has. Uh, let's roll for it. This is with advantage or auto crit. It's auto crit. Oh, auto crit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's auto crit. Oh, sick. Yeah. I don't need to roll for it. Okay. Yep. Um. Let's just roll damage. Agron would not be holding any particular item, would they? Uh, we'll find out, but no. Okay. <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. Because you need <laughs> that for damage, I realize. I was going to say we'll wait, but you need it for damage. So Plus four. That would be 17. Ooh, a big hit. Wait, wait, wait. No, I get the max damage plus. Plus the regular roll. It's not super effective, okay. though. It's just neutral. What's your formula for knockoff? Okay, formula for knockoff is 2d8 plus 4. Okay, so that's 22, correct? At max? No, that's 20. That's 20. I'm, I'm dumb. Yeah, so that's 20, 20 plus 13. Yes, that's your damage. Mama Agron kind of winces. You can see her body kind of tremble a little bit. Um, she writes herself back up, and she's still looking at Cindy, but she's kind of running low on energy. You can see as baby Aaron charges to her feet. Uh, anything else for Schmidt's turn? Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, Just gonna hide my head in shame, because I can't math. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, I don't think Schmidt would. You can, but I, Schmidt would know okay. that math is a problem. Uh, Gimli. Well, since my plan to protect Sydney failed because she was too yeet, um, uh-huh. let's see. How can we approach this? Uh, it's too bad I don't have lasagna out, because that would be important here. I had an idea, but I think it would take me too long to do mostly because if i bring lasagna out, i can't do an action right away right mm-hmm. well that is if you bring lasagna out you can only do one other action because using bringing a mon out is a trainer action so from there a pokemon one pokemon could do a thing if you send a pokemon out mm-hmm. i think the pokemon that you switch out needs to wait to take an action I, we, they can have a bonus action but I think okay, you, I think it, you can only give a command worth. to one that is already out. Yeah, it's not worth doing then. Okay, I'll save that move for later. Okay. Uh, that maneuver that I'm thinking of doing. Uh, hmm. I got to draw attention, but I can't do it because Iron Defense is now down. Because Iron Defense is just for the turn. So I don't. I can't think of a way that would draw their attention as a bonus action to go back you to Iron yell. Defense. Yeah, Trevor could roar to bring attention to the tail. Yeah, even if you don't have the move, you can uh if if you can flavor your thing into a check of some sort, we can make it work. Mm-hmm. 
So this would be considered an action, but can I, like, I know the armor's, like, starting to chip away. Can I use Trevor's, like, strength to just, like, squeeze onto the tail now that I'm gripping it? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely can. And that's just a regular action? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you have access to that. Okay. Um, yeah, then we'll, uh... What's the intent here? We'll do you want to that. just hold on? Or I want to you... draw attention. Yeah, I want to draw attention to him. Okay, because you're doing it physically, just give me a strength check. Okay. Um, that is an 19. Okay, yeah, that is successful. Mama Agron, looking to hopefully exterminate Cindy, changes her mind because there's a creature on her tail that is causing a lot of discomfort. Um, she turns her attention to Trevor. Okay, I'm going to harden as a bonus action. Great. So when that... Uh, oh, I, do I roll the D8 now, actually, on Harden? Sure. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, it looks like I do. So that would be nine damage reduction if I get hit next turn. Okay. And uh, now Lebowski gets to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start... And we're going to actually do a charge to prime our next big spark hit. And then we'll come up with something from there. So I'm going to charge that boost my AC by two, and my next uh, electric attack deals double damage. So we're at 17 AC right now. So we're we're priming. I don't know if somebody has the uh, the strength capabilities to launch my boy, but <laughs> we're gonna do some. <laughs> could look for an electric cannonball combo coming up. Epic. I'm good though. Okay, that's Gimli's turn. Elodie, you're up. Okay. Um, Elodie is going to try to run over to where Cindy is. Okay. That uh... should be pretty successful because. Okay. Um of what Gimli just did. I'm going to, I still need you to roll advantage decks, uh, advantage decks plus five. I like it. This, I want it to potentially fail because it could, but it's very unlikely. So let's get that roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got like a very high number. I don't feel like you don't need to. Yeah, you're absolutely fine. Um, Elodie is able to do that undetected. Well, okay. Yeah. Fully undetected. I was like, do a roll for Aaron, but no, that, you rolled high enough where it shouldn't matter. Uh, get Sydney and her crushed ribs out of your, her destroyed spine. <laughs> you can, uh, do you, you, that's your movement, so you got more. Are you thinking about it? Uh, what I was planning on doing. Did we ever determine whether potions work on people? Is it like they work, it's just not as effective? Um, the answer is no. Uh, berries do that. They work, but they're not as effective. However, okay. just a little bit of help from the dm you definitely have something that is kind of new to you that can help cindy ah uh-huh this could be a great reveal for it too because i don't think the players are aware of it so i think i know what it is but it would take me a while to do it because i don't have her out right now oh i understand okay i think for now i'm just gonna try and like usher cindy away from the agron situation uh and actually yeah i will take i'll take out cabbage um and then would I still be able to have grape juice do something? No, because you no. moved. Right. All right. Then that'll be it then. Okay. Cindy, uh, you feel bad. You've, uh, you, you are close to falling unconscious. Uh, mobility might be kind of hard for you at the moment. What are you doing? Um, am I far enough away from Agron to do like a ranged move and me not be hit by it from Cookie? That is very likely because you are prone. Ranged attacks or t- attacks based on saves have disadvantage to hit Pokemon that are a- anything that's prone. And yeah, basically it is unlikely. It's impossible. 
cookie is on one side of Agron and you're on the other. So, and Agron's huge. Yeah, Great. it's not gonna happen. Um, okay, so it's not resisted, but it's just like damage. De- um, depends on the type of move you use. Flame burst. Yes, that is neutral damage. That's a save. So, or is that a roll to hit? It just says power 15, and then it just says any creature within 5 feet of the targeted location. Yeah, so power 15 indicates, indicates that that is the save. That is the check. Okay. So, um, so DC 15 dex. Okay. Their dex is a number I won't say out loud. Um, they fail. They get a total of a 5. Is Aaron within that? Um, yeah. Yeah, Aaron is too. Range as well. Yeah, let me roll for Aaron. Aaron also fails. They both fail. Okay. So they take full damage of 2d8 plus 5. 12 plus 5 is 17. Okay. Yeah. They're both taking 17 damage. Cookie, seeing that her trainer is in serious danger, lets off a very seriously intentioned flame burst. It connects into. Mama Agron's metal plating and splashes onto baby Aaron. Mama Agron lets out a distressed roar and closes her eyes and collapses with an immense thud onto the ground. And baby Aaron, as a result of the splash damage, rolls over onto its back and its eyes turn into X's. And you may exit initiative. My back hurts. (laughs) Really? No way. (laughs) Mm, Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that you just make boneheaded moves to give me heart attacks all the time. <laughs> I'll give Cindy a wall to do something annoying. I know what I'll do that's <laughs> annoying. Climb the Agron. You almost died. It could have been sick, but it was a natural it one. It could have been so good. So. <laughs> okay. Right. My Ajana. Um... <laughs> Even though, depending on how you reach two HP, you could like be mobile. I'm going to suggest that at the moment, Cindy cannot get up. She may need some um, help. I am not. Abby, don't her. have the wagon. I'm, I'm gonna have Cabbage use healing kiss on her. Healing can kiss? Can we describe that? Her? Okay. Whoa. What's uh, healing kiss? It's like draining kiss, but the opposite. <laughs> uh, da- instead of damage rolled, it's restored HP. Yes. And it's only half as effective on humans. That's what I was thinking was half as effective on humans. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, roll that healing kiss. I rolled three fours. That's crazy. 19 halved is. We'll say because it's healing, we'll round up. We'll make it 10. Round up to yeah. 10. Nice. You get 10 HP, my friend. Cab- Thank you. Cabbage leans over Cindy and gives her a smooch on the cheek. Um, there's a little pink glow that comes from the contact of Al Creamy's lips. And um, Cindy feels her bones kind of like readjusting a little bit. She is very sore, but she can breathe. And she feels like she can probably move Albate a little bit slower than usual. And I'm still deaf. <laughs> um, how many rounds was that combat? Three? Four? It's like three. Um, regardless, yes, you are, you are still deaf for like 30 seconds. I'd be chilling. Yeah. Roll me, roll me an insight, Elodie. There you go. I got a 15. Okay, that's good enough. Elodie is uh, smart enough to realize that she will not be deaf forever. She will, um, she will recover. My God. She just has to wait a little bit longer. She can sense that her hearing is already starting to come back. So the Quacko Paco stands after a pretty precarious situation uh, with <laughs> a completely exhausted Agron. 
and her child just kind of in the cave, just generally in the cave. Um, the party regroups. They all run up to each other. Any any courses of action here? Any discussions to be had? What did we learn? <laughs> Sydney, Not we learned to ride big we? scary Pokemon like an elephant. That's right, kid. Pat's on head. Because not everything you see in the cartoons is real. Yeah, kiddo, you might have died. <laughs> I'm in pain. Uh, that, like a, pain is a lesson a, learned, child. Do we have a running tally of like how many almost deaths Cindy has caused? Oh, Cindy's been knocked <laughs> out, including before, her right? own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cindy. This is the second time you almost died to an Agron, let alone just almost died to an Agron. It just never learns, man. Just keeps <laughs> keeps doing the stuff. So has Schmidt been the only collateral from Cindy's antics so far? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, surprisingly. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm shocked, personally, that, uh, that that's been the case. I, I didn't expect me to take too much, but I'm surprised that uh, Elodie has been out of the way in most of Cindy's crap. <laughs> Sam checks in with Cindy. Uh, she says, are, are you okay? I, you, you took a pretty powerful attack there. I'm okay. I'll be okay. She likely has some broken ribs. We'll we'll figure that out. <laughs> She's... My torso feels like jelly. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Sam. Maybe hold... a few that more broken ribs. Sam holds out her hand uh, in attempts to like get you up, and she says, "Well, come on, I'll I'll help you up. Do you accept?" Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, she lifts you up and she puts her your arm around her shoulder and Crusher. This feel is now. Rolling along, and his cheery disposition has returned. But for a moment, he looked like fierce. He looked like just rolling along. Yeah, I he, love that. Yeah, That's it's the best. It's the best way for him to look a mode. He can't like flop very fast. Yes, field does roll. That's like normal. What's the decision for the party at this point? Press on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the jelly one wants to press on. <laughs> Sam looks back and let's just say the press on was said out loud. She she says, well, yeah, it might be hard to descend back down to the to the cave and and who knows how long it'll take for us to get back to town. So if there really is a village of people, they, that might be our best bet to just find it. Uh, she, I think so. She sounds a little discouraged, but a little hopeful. Uh, it's gotten increasingly dark. Who hasn't Cookie rolled in a while? Out. Cookie's still out. It's helping. Cookie's helping. The left wall that you're walking across, the river to your right continues forwards, and the wall to your left has ever the... Well, yeah, roll me roll me an investigation. Uh, who hasn't rolled? Gimli. Why not? Sure. Investigation. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, how consistently we're rolling fours on these, because that's what I got. A four. So. <laughs> Gimli notices... The the murals are still continuing. They still scan span the whole wall. But as far as asserting if there's any particular shapes or lettering or anything, he has no idea. We press onwards, hoping that there is not any or hopefully less danger ahead. After the Quacko Paco gathers their senses, Elodie regains her hearing. Cindy surviving. They press forwards deeper into Meteor Falls, following the river to hopefully some sort of respite. Thank you, as always, for listening to Dunsparce and Drampop. Be sure to check out all of our links on our link tree, linktree slash Dunsparce, to see all sorts of social media, things that we're getting up to that you can check out. 
I think it's time to start talking about Patreon stretch goals. We are overwhelmed with all the support that we've gotten and we'd like to reward you all. So, at this moment, we have 31 patrons. Our agreement is, is that when we reach 50 patrons, I will be running a one-shot campaign from the perspective of Team NRG, exclusive to Patreon supporters. If that sounds interesting to you and you haven't joined the Patreon yet, I think I speak for all the other patrons as well as the players that that would be a really fun thing for us to do. Only $5 a month and you can help make this show happen. As always, thank you so, so, so much for listening and we'll see you on Tuesday. Dog, if we had like sponsorship real sponsorships like that, like I, I would definitely like be squeezing that shit in the middle of the sessions. <laughs> definitely, man. I would definitely make entire bits for ad reads. Oh for yeah, sure. no. We'd be in like the middle of a fight. I'd be like, did you know that surfing the web is the most dangerous it's ever been? Ignore <laughs> <laughs> VPN. Oh, dear. so what does shit do next? Well, I don't know yet, but I do know. <laughs> That you can get you can get some fresh meals delivered right to your door. <laughs> Hello fresh. Schmidt, you look scared. What's going on? Did you know that by 35 all men experience some kind of balding? True. With keeps. That's so in character for Schmidt to say. <laughs> Not me, because I use keeps. <laughs>